Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this Wednesday episode. I guess it's going to be thank you to Woodard for his service Wednesday episode. And we are looking at the day before Thanksgiving. I'm sure that uh, there's lots of preparations already being made tables and chairs being either rented or washed, pulled out of the basement and ready for all those family members to come over. Let's keep it civil and, uh, you know, definitely make sure that those who turned out to vote get first dibs on the stuffing. So we're going to talk about uh, elections a little bit. We're going to talk about city of Spokane Valley, and we're going to bring Arnie Woodard into the conversation after inspiration. Today's inspiration is priority of God's presence. In 2009, a research team at Stanford University studied more than 200 students in an experiment that included switching between tasks and memory exercises. Surprisingly, the study found that the students who viewed themselves as good multitaskers because they were in the habit of doing several things at a time did worse than those who preferred to perform one task at a time. Multitasking made it more difficult to focus on their thoughts and filter irrelevant information. Maintaining focus when our minds are distracted can be a challenge. When Jesus visited Mary and Martha's home, Martha was busy working and distracted by all the preparations. Her sister Mary chose to sit and listen to Jesus teach, gaining wisdom and peace that would never be taken away from her. When Martha asked Jesus to encourage Mary to help her, he responded, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. God desires our attention, but like Martha, we're often distracted by tasks and problems. We neglect God's presence even though he alone can provide the wisdom and the hope that we need. When we make spending time with him through prayer and meditating on scripture a priority, he'll give us the guidance and the strength we need to address the challenges we face. Heavenly Father, sometimes we try to juggle so many things. Please help us to remove those distractions and to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, that's great wisdom to have the day before Thanksgiving, folks. If you're going to be the place where everyone's meeting or if you're headed off to that meeting place, just remind everyone to have wisdom. Don't distract the cook. They're already multitasking. If you do the wrong thing, you're definitely going to have dry and burnt turkey. So don't distract the cook. They're already working in a lot of different things. Help monitor those kids, monitor those family members that are disgruntled about the elections, and monitor those that are rubbing it in that they might have won or lost or, or whatever the issue is. And so, to those cooks, remember, the dishes can wait until tomorrow. Enjoy the presence of your family. Make the husband or the in-laws do the dishes. That's, anyway, so that can be a discussion that happen after you uh, have dessert. Make sure that you have a dessert and a great time with the family before you dig into who's doing the dishes. Um, maybe, you know, I know that some folks just let the dogs do the dishes to, you know, <laughs> they get the leftovers too, right? <laughs> Um, you know, don't let any, with the cost of food, don't let any of it go to waste. Make sure you send some of that stuff home, even with the family members you don't always get along with. So we're going to have uh, Arnie Woodard on the show with us today. He came in studio to talk to us about the city of Spokane Valley. Welcome to the studio again, Arnie Woodard. 
Well, thank you, Tim and Shannon. <clears throat> you know, uh, this is a great message because it kind of falls in line with my life. You know, I know people have been concerned about my heart and all the rest, and it's doing incredibly well. I'll just say that again. Yes, it was massive and so on. It was a wake-up call, maybe. More than that, it was a life-changer because maybe I'm a little bit too much like Mary, and I worry maybe about my valley and and uh, uh, living there my whole life. And, and uh, maybe this is one of the ways that that he's helping me accelerate the simplification of my life um, because that's what I've been trying to do for the last six months is start to simplify, uh, get maybe what's really, really important to me, which, of course, my family, my God, and so on, God first always, but uh, my family very close second to that in line if it's been out of line. And I'll just say about the election, uh, if I may, quick, Tim, is that um, everybody I talk to and have talked to don't understand the numbers. Uh, They don't make sense. Uh, It's like they were somehow flipped or transposed or the computers got old numbers that uh, and just changed the names. Who knows? Well, this was Uh, basically what looking four years ago. Your numbers are basically the opposite of what they were four years ago. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's and it's kind of strange. So, but I'm not. I'm lots not, of folks have 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 noticed. Uh, oh yeah, lots of everybody that I've talked to, including some at the county during some county meetings and and whatnot. They just they, they don't make sense. They don't understand. And there's there's been a lot of excuses or reasons why perhaps. They are what they are, and one of them was that uh, Al Merkel was talking about, and congratulations, Al, that he had knocked on, he and his people had knocked on 6,000 doors. Well, if it's 6,000 doors, and four years ago my wife and I did twenty five to 30,000, the residual of that alone would have been different than what the, the numbers have done. So, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm good with it. I've served reputably, honorably, integrity uh, with high integrity and with compassion and, and uh, love for, for the citizens of Spokane Valley for 12 years, plus a year at, at Planning Commission. Well, and, and, you know, going back to the inspiration, you did a lot of multitasking, so not every time things worked out perfectly that you, you had worked on, you thought, but there was a lot of things that did work out well yep. for the city of Spokane Valley. There, Your taxes are low, the debt is low, the city of Spokane Valley you as well as your colleagues on the council and whoever you guys put in place as mayor have left the valley in a very good financial position for the future and the economic downturn that we're obviously going to be facing with inflation and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos on on being able to leave the office, you know, with good marks in mm-hmm. the financial position of a city when many cities across the state are looking at how they're going to meet their obligations. Absolutely. And I'm proud of everything that uh, I've been a part of. I've worked with six councils. Think about that for a minute. I've worked with six very distinctly different councils, four mayors, and uh, every one of them has been a different council. And how do you weave and kind of work your way through each of those councils to try to make sure you're doing the right thing for the public and getting it done at the time that it should be done by. There's still some serious things that need to be done, but I am very, very proud of the under and overpasses at BNSF uh, Railroad that make uh, it easier for the public to traverse 
north and south across the valley, which is limited access, if you will. Uh, it's created more safety. Uh, those have been huge projects. Eight years ago, even four years ago, people said that uh, we'll never get more than Barker done. And, and eight years ago, they said we wouldn't get Barker done in the next 20 years. Well, Barker is done. It's open. It's beautiful. You ought to drive out there. Even the roundabout works. Uh, for those of you that don't like roundabouts, it is a double. So be prepared. Well, but, more and more doubles are, are, are coming up all yeah. over the state. And that has to do with engineering. The city council doesn't really get to pick the engineering as much as they get to pick the uh, project itself and fund it and yeah. have it follow state guidelines on engineering on those kinds of yeah. projects. In fact, the state has to approve it. And they were the project manager on Barker. So they, I don't want to say they had more say than Spokane Valley, but certainly the other four options were not viable to them. So yeah. you pick the one that you have to do if you want the job. Well, and I know you probably have a lot of things you want to talk about, but I want to also talk about that issue of roundabout and where we stand on things. You as an elected official over the years, maybe in some ways changed some of your stances on issues after you had <laughs> all of the information. Now yes. I hated roundabouts and I thought, how do the semi truck drivers even navigate these? Well, I got back into a semi truck and I realized, Oh, these aren't too bad because mm -hmm. I get to keep momentum and, mm -hmm. and keep moving and traffic doesn't have to stop and wait for me to get my heavy load moving. And also I see a reduction in accidents at intersections. Mm -hmm. And so there was some positives and I know that there's probably some listeners that are now just, you know, pounding on the table. What are you talking about, Tim? <laughs> but sometimes in some places, things that we don't like, because maybe it doesn't work everywhere. Maybe it didn't work in the neighborhood of the listener that doesn't like mm -hmm. what I'm saying, but in other places they've been effective moving people. And sometimes that engineering that occurs, whether it's a roundabout or do you have to have another bridge? Do you have to have another mm -hmm. overpass? Because it gets really expensive. You go to these places where you got bridges everywhere. You go over to Seattle. Yeah. There were some places that right off the edge of the little highway that they're trying to connect, if they would have done roundabouts back then, the projects would have been very reduced in, in price. Uh, oh, yeah, I believe that. Roundabouts are more expensive initially, no matter which where, which or where they are. But I can just see this little lady that is, has become a dear friend that approached me at church and says, tell me you're going to, to work against the roundabouts in the valley. And at that point, I was not a roundabout person. And I say that um, sincerely. And if she happens to be listening, uh, she'll probably know who I'm talking about. But she'd be just pounding there. And she came up to me at church and she says, stop them, stop them. This is not this do, these do not work. And so as time went along before we actually started building any of them in the valley that were our valley designed and our valley where we, we had influence on a valley influenced uh, roundabouts, she hadn't ever driven through a roundabout that she didn't hate. And I said, which ones? And of course, there was only two in the valley at the time. And one of them was at Flora Road and Broadway. Well, it's about a 12 foot roundabout. It's pretty tight. And she hated it because when do you go? When don't you go? You're so close to everybody that it's hard to find that gap. And then we built, um, well, the other one was the one that's at Bowdish and um, uh, Mansfield, going across uh, Montgomery Mansfield and then Bowdish intersects it there and uh, going to the dump. And there's like five different roads basically coming into it. And that was kind of designed strangely. But as we have put the other roundabouts in that are well-designed, and here is one of the things that make a well-designed roundabout. 
signage. How do you get to across, straight across to the next exit on that roundabout? And prior to us designing our own, and I brought up that that's a complaint of people. They'd have a sign that says roundabout ahead or whatever, and that's all you got. And now at all of our roundabouts, we have signage saying that where one goes here and Barker's over here and whatever it is, and you can bypass the whole thing if you go here. You know, it's made a difference. And uh, last time I talked to her here about uh, oh, four or five, well, it was before June, so about six months ago, she said, you know, some of the roundabouts are, 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 are seemingly working I still don't like the one at Flora, right, and I yeah. still don't like the one over on Mansfield. So, Well, there's stoplights that people haven't liked over the years in the city of Spokane. You know, Oh, no. they should have put a turn lane in, or they should have. Yep. You know, so nothing's ever perfect, but no. we do have a government that's multitasking. They've got to look at um, asphalt preservation. They've got to look at where the roundabouts. They've got to look at where the, uh, the bridges and, and things. These are huge infrastructure costs, mm-hmm. but they are a mandate to the local government, and that's one of the big things you guys do. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. State continues to mandate more and more and more and more. I do really hope that in the coming year, 24 and on, that the public would at least continue to be involved, maybe more so than you have since you're not going to have me to call to uh, represent all your your voices and, and comments, questions, and, and concerns. Be involved. Please come to the council meetings. On that note, I and and express your three minutes. Make it concise. Make it polite, and talk about what it is is concerning you. And believe me, the staff is taking notes and they're trying to resolve those issues. I will not be at those meetings. I don't believe in undermining my competition, um, Al Merkel, or future or, councils, or, or any of the others on council or future councils. Well, you you had your time at those meetings. You've uh, what, 12, 12 years, right? Twelve years. Yeah. Twelve years at those meetings, and so your final meeting is going to be on December nineteenth. It's going to be open to the public, folks. If you uh, know about Arnie Woodard's service out in the city of Spokane Valley, you're a resident. You want to be there. It's open to the public. There is uh, maybe open forum. There's you know obviously going to be. Uh, a send-off, I believe, for yep. Arnie Woodard at that meeting. So that's December 19th at the Valley. Uh, it uh, should be at Center Place. At Center and Place. probably before the meeting, it will be what they're saying is going away. Uh, that's what I've been told. So, so. so keep tabs on that, folks. Yep. December 19th meeting there at Center Place out in the city of Spokane Valley. We're going to take a break again right back with Arnie Woodard. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. Listeners, it's because of your support we continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, PO Box 7620, Spokane, WA 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back to thank you, Arnie Woodard, for your service out in the valley this Wednesday episode. You're in the studio, we're kind of doing a roundabout of an interview. <laughs> we discussed that going off into the break that those infrastructure needs that the city of Spokane Valley has done 
and uh, stayed mostly out of debt, right? And that's uh, yeah, we haven't taken on any debt on any of it. You know, I kind of talking about your legacy here and looking at what the future council might do. You said there were some issues that were coming up. You know, I'm just going to open the mic to you to talk about the things that maybe you've done, but also that you see that are not quite done. Well, one of the things that isn't quite done, and hopefully uh, more so than it is as of today, the 22nd of, of November, is that we have put in a transportation benefit district. People have continued to tell us and tell me, tell all the council people that they love our roads, even though some, uh, some of them are in very, very good condition, particularly the arterials. Some of the neighborhood roads, which are 64% or not, that's what the Transportation Benefit District is for, is to help repair those alligatoring and roads that are crumbling in your specific neighborhood in front of your house. And the license tab fee is, is for sure one way to do it. It's not going to do everything, but we're trying to take it slow, and it will have to take some more time into 24-25 to see how the revenues are to go ahead and, and how much we can get done with a variety of different treatments. Not always will it be new asphalt. We're trying some other procedures to see if we can buy seven or ten years out of the asphalt that's there so that we can keep more of the streets in better condition than they are right now. So you're talking about like a uh, local neighborhood yep. where you'll see pe- them coming in with chip seal and Could things be. like that. Yeah, well, and, and slurries, the, other things. And, yeah. Yeah. And the cost of that is, you know, the slurry, you know, you cover the cracks, you keep that uh, freeze thaw from getting yep. down into the roadway as well as the chip seals. But you've got state mandates that, that occur. And when you got to go into these rural, what used to be rural neighborhoods that just had asphalt, mm-hmm. You, you redo the road and now that you're all of a sudden you've got to have street trees and mm-hmm. sidewalks mm-hmm. and it's and it becomes a huge expense and a certain amount of asphalt and you got to have a base under it because uh, a lot of let's face it in the valley a lot of the roads were not built on a base they might have scraped they might have scraped and i used to work on a lot of these roads the soil off you know top four inches and they'll put an inch and a half or two inches of asphalt down or they cra- they did a, a, a chip seal at a, what we call used to call a bituminous asphalt road um, and those roads are failing at an alarming rate 40 is the youngest mm-hmm. one wow. so you know we're doing the best we can without having to raise taxes but there is if we want to continue to be known for our roads and you have a, a road that doesn't tear your car up every spring and tires and, and alignment and frame and whatever else, we've got to get on top of it. You know, some have said it's because of the positions and advocacy I've done on TBD, if you will, on the 1% property tax uh, that we can automatically take and are not again. So for the 15th year, then maybe that's why uh, the loss. And, you know, I don't look at it as loss as much as an opportunity. I'm going to have tremendous opportunities going into the future. Number one, did you say you fished? I, I've I have gone fishing a couple of times in the last few years, but yeah, I did. You know, before we came on the show, I thought, well, maybe you'd have an opportunity to go fishing. And you said, well, you haven't fished in years because yeah. you know you do your job, you've got your family, yeah. and uh, then you got your city council work that you had to do. So yep. maybe you'll have an opportunity to go fishing or or do some other things that that God go opens. see grandkids, yeah, grandkids, yeah, exactly, enjoying the presence. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, so with those things, I I do kind of have a a. a quick thing I want to cover because I know that politics is dirty and ugly and things get said and things get done 
but looking at political realities, and I'm, I'm almost always against attacks because I, <laughs> so I think so that, I. <laughs> you know, state government, we, you know, we've got these DEI boards, we've got, you know, this, all this craziness that the government spends and, and really just wastes money on mm-hmm. it. That becomes really corrupt entities that just, they always get the funding and they're wasting mm-hmm. it and they're doing, you know, community outreach to make sure that, you know, grasshoppers are represented. Right. And, you know, that's, it's just always something ridiculous that I see our, our money on, but then they always threaten you know, our fire, our police, and those are, those are the things, but looking at like the real estate excise tax, looking at obviously assessments have gone up. So property tax incomes for local governments have gone up, but now we've got this thing with high inflation. We're going to see less property sales, less real estate uh, tax. You're going to see property values probably going down mm-hmm. because are. of lack of demand because people just don't want to pay the interest rates. Mm-hmm. So that's going to affect municipal government. So aside from all the ugly politics, these council members coming in uh, are probably going to face opponents in a few years, two mm-hmm. years from now and mm-hmm. four years from now. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very critical of decisions that they were forced into a corner to make based yes. upon state law and, and necessities of, of the day. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, have a little bit of patience. Uh, if the public would have a little bit of patience, yes, talk to your the councilmen and whatnot, councilwomen, and, and express your views courteously. And believe me, I, I don't believe, with rare exception, that most of the council wants to add taxes. Obviously not, or they would have voted for the 1%, which we've already said we're not going to take. I and Rod Higgins did vote for it. And there's very strong reasons. I'm not going to go into those again. That was, that was we a, can cover it again that, later. That was a small amount of revenue that yeah. wouldn't even a chip seal two no. neighborhoods. No, well, it wouldn't hire one policeman, so which is about a 200000 co- per copy for another policeman, and it would have got about two-thirds of one paid for. But the fact is, is uh, our property taxes are actually set. Because we haven't taken the increases for 15 years, the only thing that raises the property taxes in the valley or raises more revenue, not your personal property taxes, is new construction and the new property taxes those create. Yours has not gone up from the valley. In fact, we're at uh, 68 cents of raised property tax per thousand as opposed to the dollar sixty we could, but the difference is is your value's gone up, yes, but it's not us. The other entities have taken it, and that's where your property taxes keep going up. At and the voted, yeah. and the voted. Every time you vote for a fire levy or a school levy, you're voting to be taxed. Right, yeah. Well, your neighbors are voting to be well, taxed. Yes, maybe. yes, that's right. yes. So there's things that I would have preferred not to had to do, but in most cases didn't have much choice. So now it's timing and how can we influence it so it has the least impact? Yeah. Well, and I think that local politicians are trapped by, you know, and voters, you know, I, I'm, I appreciate that people turn out and vote. I yes. wish a lot more people did turn out and yes. vote. But it seems like regardless of, of what the turnout is, we have a schizophrenic or a bipolar voter base. They in the city of Spokane, we went ahead and passed a vote to say, you're not going to allow people to do drugs in tents and have drug encampments, yep. i.e. homeless encampments, 
uh, near schools or parks, which yep. basically is most of the city. Well, where are the officers going to take those people? Not to the new jail because they voted against, mm-hmm, against it. it. So, yeah. so you trap the local government into, okay, well, th- this is a mandate from us, but uh, we don't want to fund it. Now, of course, I'm critical of government. We don't need to paint sidewalks with political <laughs> messages that we're doing in the city of Spokane or, or street intersections. But, you know, in the city of Spokane Valley, you guys also are looking at, okay, public safety's mm-hmm. uh, a major important thing. Mm-hmm. You can't fund another officer because you guys haven't raised taxes in a long time and the citizens didn't want to see a raise again. And so they say, well, you, you need to transport more criminals out of the city of Spokane Valley and downtown to the county correction center. Well, there's not room. Yeah, it's red-lighted, so our officers wait until it can get green-lighted so they're not in your neighborhood patrolling. And most of this is at night, yeah. which is when what I'd call prolific criminals are out doing their uh, fun fun games and whatnot. And so really uh, the latest, well, not survey, but consultant suggests that we need 39 more officers or 39 more staff at $200,000 a piece. Where's that money coming from? Well, and, I and we're, go- we're going to find... Valley. I'm, I'm very critical in the city of Spokane. Yep. But the city of Spokane Valley, like the city of Spokane, there's a lot of things that we could defund that mm-hmm. are not important that we, d- we don't need to paint all this green paint all over the place. We, the green ways that don't really impact the majority of citizens. There's so many things and it's a million here, a million there, 5 million there <laughs> that we could not spend. The city of Spokane Valley doesn't have as many of those places where money is spent. So there's a lot more crunch on the council moving forward oh, yeah. on how they're going to serve the citizens at the level they demand the service. Well, yes. Um, I believe that's true, and and they're demanding more service, but if we don't have the funds, we can't provide the staff. And that doesn't mean we hire 39. It'll take us five years if we started today to get the 39 staff that we need and trained and on the roads or in the offices or wherever they're they're needed, homeless uh, outreach or whatever else. Uh, It'll take five years if we started today. But then where do we put them? We have to have a precinct that will... Hold them. Hold them. Well, and and you got to fund. The reason why it's two hundred thousand dollars per officer, it's not because that's how much they're paying the no, officer. No, no, it's cars. It's, they they need vests, everything. They need a car. They need a, a ammo, firearm yep. training, all that stuff. Yep. So you look at that, and moving forward into the future, the valley wants better asphalt. They mm-hmm. want more officers, not just the studies, but the citizens say yep. we want more yep. public safety. We don't want to be in the situation the city of Spokane is. We want property crime prosecuted. Moving forward, they have no, right now, I'm not, and I know you're going to be leaving office here uh, very, very <laughs> soon. Again, folks, December 19th, if you want to see Arnie Woodard off, go to the center place center there out in the city of Spokane Valley, and there'll be a council meeting. Uh, December 19th again to uh, see off Arnie Woodard his last meeting this council moving forward I've not heard anybody run on how they make this happen now you've got some life experience on the city council but you also have life experience in real estate understanding Mm -hmm. trends and where things have changed like you said a lot of the money comes in from new development city of Spokane Mm -hmm. Valley's grown so you don't have to raise taxes because the growth has paid the bills you're going we're going to see oh yes that's going to stop reduced or slow the cost of fuel is high the cost of materials mm-hmm. is high one of the big things in real estate where taxes come from in development and also ongoing taxes is office buildings mm-hmm. and uh tell us you know kind of what you're seeing in the future what this council is going to have to face with that well i think 
office buildings, just taking that particular category, is going to be the same as it's been for pretty much most of the nation. We already had an abundance of office building space prior to COVID, and that has not changed. Uh, Certainly a good place to bring your business if you need office space. And it's kind of scattered all through the valley, so I can't say any one corridor has more than another, or at least good space to build one if you need something special. Well, but office space locally and nationally has always been a a good bet in development money, and now it's a bad place to be. That's a bad place to be. Uh, And that a lot of that is the remote uh, office and small business, and we're very heavy in small business in Spokane Valley. So those Um, those buildings are going to get reassessed, and they're probably going to see a huge reduction in the values, and that's not people's personal property taxes that that are going to change but those big office buildings the municipal government's going to have less money Mm -hmm. after the reassessments and the realities of those properties come to fruition in 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 the budget Uh, on gas and everything else Uh, so i know we're getting close yeah so i'm going to give you the last minute to to give a parting shot for today's show yeah i would again and i've said it more than once it's been an absolute honor and privilege to serve you the citizens for the last 13 years in government. I never anticipated going in. It wasn't my life desire. But if I'm put in a job, I'm going to give it my all. And I have given it my all, and I just want to thank you sincerely, sincerely for your trust in me. Your public trust has never been wasted on my part. Others maybe, but not me. I'm still going to be here. I'm a Valleyite. I'm going to continue to live in the valley, at least in the short term. And you pretty much all have my number. If you don't, call Tim. He'll give it to you. (laughs) Give me a call. I might still be able to help you by telling you who you need to talk to and whatnot. But let me tell you, I've loved you all, and I've loved the fact that you gave me the opportunity to serve you. So thank you very, very, very much. All that being said, folks, we're going to be with you again tomorrow. But remember, December 19th is the last meeting for the City of Spokane Valley at Center Place Center there. Just uh, show up. Public can be recognized, and you can recognize Arnie Woodard for his service. We'll be with you folks again tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.